Welcome to episode number 36, Sing Your Way to Success. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose and Gabe. And folks, we have a special guest with us here live, Kim D. Kim, say hello. All right. Hey, boys. What's up? What's What's going going on? on? What up, what up? Ah! They're insane. I'm waiting to hear the harmonies. <laughs> hey, we, you we, just said your name is Goose. Are we like doing Top Gun or something? Goose. <laughs> Goose. This hey, is Goose. Where's my Tom Cruise at? Goose and Maverick. <laughs> uh, so since we're in sync, we titled this uh, this episode, Sing Your Way to Success. Uh, in this episode, we have special guest singer Kim D. We discuss her singing career, the road to success in music, tips for kids interested in the music industry, our musical influences, and advice for up-and-coming artists. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Simon Cowell and Ray Charles. All right. Oh, Charles. Charles. You gotta Charles. love Ray Charles. All right, so... Kim, I'm not sure if you're familiar with our format, but I like to define uh, the word or a you know a several words to uh, kind of kick the uh, podcast off. And appropriately, I wanted to define the word sing. So from dictionary.com, they define it as to utter words or sounds in succession with musical modulations of the voice, vocalize melodically. All right, so what do you think about that that uh, that <laughs> definition? Not for nothing. That was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely was. It really was um, a little too much. I always say this when when I find uh, we go to dictionary.com to define some things. And number one, I can't stand when they use the word that you're defining in the definition. And number two, they use these huge complex words that I still don't even understand what the word means. Yeah. So uh, well, luckily, that's... yeah, luckily we have a professional singer here to describe to us whatever however she describes singing. And uh, with that, we are kicking off with a story as we normally do. But instead of our, you know, our regular me grabbing something from the Internet or something funny, we're going to have Kim kind of introduce herself uh, give us a little bit of background of uh, how she got started, and right. you know, just we'll just take it from there. All right, uh, let's see. I grew up in Ewing Township, which is in a little suburb of Trent, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and so I'm like a Jersey girl, big hair. I will pump my own gas, and even if I have to start paying, I'm still going to pump my own gas. Um, wow, you're going to start doing hey. that soon, in Jersey? <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, but um. No, I've been singing since I was very young, about four or five years old I started. I had a very rough childhood growing up, and uh, singing was always my go-to. My parents were, unfortunately, alcoholics, and my stepfather was an abusive man. So growing up, that was my go-to to help save me to go to things, and I was good at it. Right. And over the years, it was just uh, the positive reinforcement that I needed, and I sang in church, and I did plays and choir. Uh, I was also like a tom girl, but with the makeup and the high heels and, and everything else and nice. still looks good. But uh, <laughs> it's just, hey, I'm the one who looks pretty on the softball field, okay? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There you go. But, uh, Waving when it came everyone. To, but when it came to singing, that was just the one thing nobody could take away, and it was my saving grace. And as I got older, um, 
from my family life, I had some difficulty with things and uh, I gained weight. And uh, it's just was like, all I can say was my saving grace. I did a lot of things and sang in bands and I did the bar thing. And I was a wedding singer for 16 years. And then two and a half years ago, I got picked up by a label to do two songs. And it's just been going ever since. Nice. So, wow, and I'm independent awesome. right now. So I'm not working with a label now, but my attorney is working on some things as we speak because we had a very huge show this weekend and uh, it went very, very well. Nice. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that was super interesting. And now I'm like beyond curious. Uh, so, so basically what I'm hearing is this whole, the whole music thing was, was your, your outlet. Yeah, um, it was. I, I had an iPad I don't, or an iPod. I don't know if you guys remember when iPods came out, you could like personalize them. And I wrote on the back, because this was true. Yeah. Um, I wrote on the back, art saved me. And yeah. instead, you know, people would write their names. But I wrote like that quote yeah. because obviously it's a musical little device. And I just yeah. thought it was cool. And uh, I always said that because I was always, it was my outlet was drawing, doodling, painting, whatever, yeah. writing. So as soon as you said that, that's what I was, rem- it reminded me yeah. of. I'm like, wow, yeah. like music saved her. You know, like, in, in you know, even metaphorically just, or whatever. Yeah. We just had a... I was fortunate enough to have three major articles come out in the newspaper around here locally just a few days ago. Nice. And two out of the three said my one quote. I was like, music saved me. Singing saved me. Wow. It was my yeah. grace. It's my therapy. You know, when I was going through things, that's what I went to. Yeah. When my parents were arguing, okay, fine, I'm going to go sing. When things were bad, I'm going to go sing. Yeah. Because I, it was the one thing that nobody could take away. Just like your art, people can't take that away because not many people can do what you do. Exactly. Just like... Yep. You know, and even um, I got put it in a nutshell. I was sexually abused from my stepfather from the age of five until 10 years old. Wow. So growing up, you thought that your normal was normal. And then when you found out that it wasn't normal, yeah, you had to have somewhere to take place of that. Yeah. yeah. So you go through your things. People go to alcohol. They go to drugs. They go to be promiscuous sex or whatever. I went through some things when my teens into my adulthood, my early 20s. I like to drink. I like to party like the rest of everybody. Wanted to forget the world. But I still always went to singing where it kept me grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had that positive influence, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, like I said, my mother passed away in uh, 04. And um, that's kind of where my life actually began. Because I was 27 years old when I had uh, got my stepfather arrested for what he did to me as a child. Oh, wow. And so once I faced my demons, I was able to move forward. And yeah. not everybody is as lucky as myself to do that. And I, and I was. Um, so this weekend, we had this huge video release party for my new song that I had written with someone else. And uh, it was unbelievable between the community coming out. I had people from the Blue Bloods TV show donate their time to make this awesome video. Wow. And um, we had High Pitch Eric from Howard Stern. Nice. Oh, wow. uh, Nice. Yeah, it was really tight. All these people came because it was not only to help myself with getting awareness out there. They believed in the cause. They believed in my voice. And, you know, as a singer and I think as an artist, you're not as confident as people think you are. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You know, and I like to stay humble and real. So, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's funny that you said that because I remember in in high school and I don't I don't I guess it was high school, but we did a project. We did like an art project and uh, 
and I put, I poured my heart and soul into this. I think it was like some mosaic, you know, art piece or whatever. And I never forget blushing when I had to show the, like the class, my art piece. And it was because it was like, I'm giving, I felt like almost naked. Like I'm giving a piece of me to you and it was personal to me. And it really wasn't up for criticism, but yeah. that's what part of the project was, was all the criticism. Yeah. Like everyone in part of the class had to like say, you know, what I could have probably improved on. And I remember just standing there, basically, I felt naked just standing there like, yeah. oh my God, it was like so personal. And then everyone's yeah. just like crushing it. Like, oh, well, you could have did this better. You could have, and in the back of my mind, when I looked at it, it was like a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so when you're saying that, that, that the confidence, it's because, um, well, I mean, you could say what what it is, but for me, I know for me, it was because it's so you pour your heart and soul, and this oh, is yeah. you. This is this is very personal. Well, I was scared that people weren't going to like it, but at the same time, when you put a story of mine out there, you make yourself vulnerable, yeah. and you just gotta do it. If I'm going to preach to people to speak up and talk about, you know, child abuse and awareness, even though it makes me feel a little uncomfortable, I got you got to start somewhere, and okay. someone's got to speak up, and someone's got to say something, and. I think I'm that person to be able to do that now. Years ago, I couldn't. And maybe I can be the voice to help other kids and help other adults. And, you know, it, it helps me, believe it or not. It's actually therapy for me. But yeah, yeah Saturday I mean, night, yeah, Saturday night, that's what happened. I went out on that stage and just put it all out there. That's awesome. That's, yeah. And, th- and that's what it's all about. I mean, I don't know. I'm not no, you know, like a musical um, expert by any means. Um, of course we watched all the classic shows and you kind of see how the judges are there and they're, you know, and I'm, I'm not assuming by any means, this is how music goes, but just hearing some of the stuff that they say, what, you know, what separates, you know, the, you know, a good singer versus someone who's just average or whatever. A lot of it is making yourself sound believable. Mm -hmm. And when you have what you have, a connection to what you're singing and you have a cause and you're make it's you don't even have to make it sound believable. It just is believable. That stuff is just coming from the gut. You believe everything that you're saying and it just pours out and you can just tell this is a passionate person who's been through some things yeah. Yeah. and they are letting it rip you, you can feel the emotion coming through most through of the, the most of the time yeah. people, yeah, people want to hear a story to tell you yeah know? I mean, they're open-minded they want to hear someone tell a story uh believe me i was scared i was when i saw the the first newspaper article that came out on a uh, thursday it was very blunt he yeah. did a good job but he used his humor to offset it a little bit and uh and my husband goes, babe, you put it all out there. I'm like, well, I, I, I said, I don't know how to hold back. Yeah. You guys have yeah. seen it. I don't yeah. hold back. Yeah. I can be crazy. I can hold it back a little bit. I mean, I put it out there. And I was like, Vince, if I'm going to, my husband's name, I said, if I'm going to do it, I just got to do it and just take the, the chips where they're going to go. Either yeah. people are going to like it and they're going to believe in me and want to keep following me or it, it is what it is, you know, but I, I believe in it. And I, I didn't send you guys that song yet because I really have some things in the works. Nice. But um, I mean, it was just an opportunity of a lifetime. Everything kept falling into place. I held on to this. We did this song in October of last year. Oh, wow. And um, I didn't let anybody hear it because wow. I, I was like, oh, I don't know. It, it isn't right. And then one of my friends heard it after the new year. And she goes, Kim, this is really good. And I was like, well, thanks. But I still, it, I still couldn't 
belief. I'm like, eh, you know, eh, right. you know, we'll see. Right. And then it just, she kept letting people hear it. She goes, Kim, this is really good, Mike. The guy from Blue Bloods likes it. This person likes it. Oh, we're going to be in the off-season soon. Oh, let's go have some fun. We're going to do a music video. And wow. it wound up turning out to this. I thought it was going to be a small production. And it was a huge thing with makeup artists, stylists, oh, wow. camera guys, nice. lighting guys. Awesome. So I came on set thinking, okay, this is going to be a day shoot, da, da, da. It was months it took us to get ready for the first day. Wow. Then we did another day, and there were long hours. And then it took us another month and a half to do the final scene because everybody started getting into their lives again. And But when people are donating their time and you want it to be right, you don't want to rush into something, yeah. everything yeah. turned out the way it's supposed to be. And then when we saw the video Saturday night up on that screen and everybody's hard work showing and everyone appreciated it, and I made sure I rented the biggest LED screen that I could. Nice. <laughs> and um, it was just amazing. And everyone didn't have it. Nobody had a dry eye leaving That's the place. Awesome. And awesome. Uh, in the one other newspaper article, I said, I don't want anyone to think this is for sympathy because it's not. It's mm. to raise awareness and tell my story. And I made sure I said that because you know how people can be. And it just, yeah. they're like, oh, she's just trying to get this to get people to feel sorry for it. And it's not like that at all. I donated all the proceeds that um, are going to a charity locally to help a family who um, was a crime victim to sexual abuse or child abuse. Oh, wow. Nice. So, wow. So, awesome. wow. That, that's like yeah. some powerful stuff there. But I, I wanted to go back to, and, and it kind of correlates with what you were just saying, um, but when you you and your husband had a discussion after the article came out where you, you put it all out there, I feel like, I don't even feel like I know for a fact, like every single one of us, Kim, Goose, Gabe, myself, we all, ha we all go through our own little things, right? We all have our own little personal things, but it depends on the kind of person we are who's going to hear that? Like yep. I know yep. personal stuff of goose that Gabe doesn't know. And I know personal stuff of Gabe that goose doesn't know. But when someone like yourself has the platform that you have and, and you do put it out there, there's little girls, little boys, there's adults, there's elderly people that, that touches the lives of all ages. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, and it inspires them to 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 fight not only to fight but to overcome something they didn't they felt like they were all alone and then finally they find someone who has a story to tell and not only has a story to tell is willing to tell the story that that's where where the compassion comes from that's when the relatability comes from that's where people connect to you on a whole other level beyond music it's it's a beautiful thing yeah I had a lady, I'm not going to say who the person was, but the, one of the, she had written to me saying, um, she's like, thank you for saying what you said and speaking for those who can't speak for themselves. Mm. And nice. I was in, and it might not sound like a lot of words to mean yeah. a lot, but someone like me yeah. who yeah. wasn't sure if it was the right decision to go ahead and do that. Yeah. And, um, because there's other players involved, I have my family to worry about and, you know, it's just a lot. And but I want my son to say, hey, my mom, you know, she's not scared to put something out there to tell the truth. I want my kids to, you got to lead by example. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys have kids. You want to lead by example. Right. And how can they grow up to be these great human beings if we don't show them that, hey, it's okay to be different. It's okay yep. to stick up for what you believe in. You know, it's okay to speak up, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just nice to hear that because you don't hear that all the time, you know. 
Yeah. So so going going with your you know the story that you have to tell, is there something else you want um, you know the people out there to know or your fans to know about you? Aside from apparently it's this specific song that you you have got me so intrigued right now that I'm dying to hear. Yeah. Um, do you want me to email it to you right now so you guys can hear? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll keep the suspense going. Okay. Uh, I appreciate it. And um, but is there is there something else? And 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 along with that, do are you are you able to release your message in your music, or do you hold back? You know, in in a lot of things that you want to say, or is this one of those you know kind of you know this change in you know your your artist work or whatever it is well i'm the type of person um i'm 41 years old how many more i'm very lucky to be here three years ago i almost died after having my kids wow so going through almost losing everyone yeah it changes your perspective on things and i was very very sick so for very i couldn't even take care of my kids when they were born so having the opportunity to be able to even be here to tell my story and just be able to speak and, and get it out there. That's mostly, I'm a fighter. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And I, I'm i tired of people saying in the past, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that. And even when I was putting my show together, people were saying, Kim, maybe you shouldn't do that many slow songs or this and that. Well, guess what? It's my show. I'm going to do what I feel that I need to do. Let me tell you, I did four acoustic songs that mm. I gave them who's Kim D. We went we uh went through the spectrum of where I am now. So I said, okay, I used to sing in the bars and I would sing Journey and mm. Four Non Blondes and mm-hmm. I would do U2 and all this. So I did it. Yeah, and wow. everyone's like they're like, she sings that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I did some covers. And then I added in some of the stuff that I did. And then I'm like, oh, I was a wedding singer as well. And I'm singing songs in Italian. Wow. Nobody's used to that. <laughs> so awesome. I was doing all these different things, and I like to share the spotlight. I don't like it just to totally be about me. Yeah. So I was like, I'm having a great time. I want to include other people. I had this awesome girl named Margie Martino open up for me. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic, and um, I wanted her to be involved. I had these DJs who were phenomenal, Mike Ecstasy and Russ Ferrante from Philly. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I was like, I'm going to bring Philly to Jersey. We're going to have a good time. We're going to do something different that everybody's not used to seeing, and it's going to be unorthodox. Yeah. And I, when I opened the show, I said, okay, guys, I said, I'm going to tell you my story. We're going to go through some things, and I'm going to sing some slow songs, but you're going to like it whether or not. So I don't <laughs> yeah, care. Yeah. I, said, I said, you already paid your donation, so you're just going to sit here and listen to me. Right. So no we made a joke about it, and everybody loved it. People were singing along. I'm not your typical orthodox person. Yeah. And uh, they say, what kind of genre do you do? I personally do a lot of top 40 songs I like. That's what I'm trying to get into. But I can sing anything. So any style you throw at me, that's why I'm hoping to get something good out there with me. I'm a very soulful singer. I'm a white girl with some soul. Um, But it's just getting the message. And I just want to perform on stage. You know, that's just it. Yeah. What's, what's, um, what's, What's the... Describe the feeling that you get when you are performing. Uh, if you can, I know sometimes people say um, <clears throat> it's like this ecstasy that you really can't put in words, and it, it's kind of doing a disservice by describing it in my minimal vocabulary. But yeah. 
the the way you can as best as you can what what is that feeling that you say you just you just want to perform that just that that puts energy in me hearing you say that it's that um it's that aha moment that yeah. <laughs> it's that aha moment yeah like i yeah. get nervous still yeah and um and i talk with my hands because i just am italian and that's just how it is yeah and, uh, but my husband says he's more Italian than me because his first name's Vince. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Vinny sounds like a... <laughs> that's a he's strange... not. He's a Polak. Don't even go there. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. But it's like you step on the stage and you sometimes you feel that everything is right. Yeah. And it's like it's just that aha moment. The lighting's right. The, the sound is right. The music's sounding perfect coming out. Your yeah. voice is just escalating over the crowd and you hear it in the back of the room. Yeah. And when you have everyone's eyes paying attention to you yeah. and they're not talking, they're not looking on their phones yeah. and their phones are directed at you trying to do a live feed. Yeah. That's like, wow. Yeah. And I, and I had that the other night and I've had it before, but the other night was for once it was about me. I've always opened up for other people. I've sang yeah. for TKA, Noel, Stevie B, Lisa, Lisa, Robin S. I've done a lot of freestyle singers and some others, but it was finally about me. And like I said, I have a hard time letting it be about me because yeah. I am humble when it comes to that. Yeah. But um, it was funny. I was in Miami and uh, people look at me. I'm a little older, but I don't exactly look my age. I'm all dot up. Yeah. But uh, I sit back and I let everybody talk. And like, oh, I do this and oh, I do that and da da da. And I'll just sit back and be quiet and listen. Right. And then when I go up on stage, then it's like after I get off, it's like crickets. Great. <laughs> like, I love. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And these young artists got to learn. You can't keep talking smack. Yeah. Because you're gonna get somebody else is gonna whoop you. Yeah. And I like that can of whoop. Whatever you know. Yeah. <laughs> but because uh, you gotta always think there's someone out there who's ten times better than you yeah for and, sure but it's all about i think the attitude and how you approach it yeah and you've got to stay humble you got to remember where you're at and i'm just i'm just trying to get to the show yeah that's all yeah. i, I want to get to that next level and keep climbing and i i want to just perform i want to be on that stage with all these big people with thousands of people looking at me and say oh we really like her music and there's going to be people who don't like it and that's fine everyone's entitled to their opinion even though i don't really like them but that's okay <laughs> Um, I'm only joking. So, <laughs> so your your story and and listening to you talk even more is one of triumph, right? And and I'm trying I'm trying to our crowd our crowd of listeners are are a bunch of go getters. They're entrepreneurs, and we're titling this "Singing Your Way to Success." Give what's your tip to to folks out there that. Um, and this is totally off the cuffs. I'm just getting it because this energy yeah. you're providing. What keeps you going? Like th this is like a beautiful story. That's just like the way it's unfolding and the way way you're describing it is this. It's it's like a movie like that I want to watch. Uh, I don't know. Maybe your life should be a movie that should be uh, put all together. My, and yeah, you know how we were talking about my kids. It's my kids and my husband. Yeah, that mm -hmm. keeps me going honestly because I'm already grounded. I'm not out on the road looking for the next boy toy. I'm not yeah. like, mm -hmm. I'm not a real big drinker. I'm, I don't, yeah. there aren't any demons in my closet that I already haven't put out there. Yeah. So nobody can say, Ooh, we know this or we know that I'm in it for myself and I'm in it to help. I'm yeah. in it to send a message. I'm in it because it makes me feel good to be up on stage. Yeah. And I'll say that is selfish on my part, but I love it. It's yeah. like when my husband married me, I'll tell you guys, I was a 300 pound lady. Yeah. 
No, I had a lot of junk in the trunk back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had, I um, I had gastric bypass surgery back in 2011, and my husband loved me whether I was a big girl and now that I'm a smaller girl, and you just see things so differently because people judge you and yeah, and I'm not mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. I've seen both sides of the coin. Right. And um, it's just I'm in this because I love it, and I'm in this because. People are giving me the opportunity to be able to climb those stairs to try and get higher. Yeah. And like I said, my family and God, and I'm thankful to be doing what I'm doing. And if this is the only thing I do until, you know, I wake up tomorrow morning and they're like, Kim, you can't sing anymore. I can say at least I tried and yeah. I've gotten there, but I want more. I, I want to be performing in the big shows. I want to hear some great music that people have. And they're saying, Kim D, we love your voice. We want you to sing. I, I would love that opportunity. Guys, Kim yeah. D is a winner. Yes, she is. Love it. Absolutely awesome. love it. Um, yeah, that that's 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 fantastic. What um let, let's um wow. You guys are making my head get bigger. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So so go. Let's let's go back to your 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 natural roots here. Um, what were your musical influences uh, growing up or? You know, whatever. How did you I get? Have, how did you get molded here? Okay, my my me mom, she used to love Connie Francis. That wow. was an older singer. Loved Connie Francis. Where the boys are, Mama. Kind <laughs> songs. Yes. Okay, I grew up with that. I used to I used to literally when I was little stand on my grandmother's feet and dance with her. Yeah. And that's how those little gigs did it back then. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And she used to sing to me all the time. And then I would do, then I moved up and I went to Judy Garland, another one wow. of the oldies book goodies. But that's where the standards were. I yeah. mean, you've got these awesome singers. You got Etta James, you got Ella Fitzgerald. So I grew up listening to those to mold me. Yeah. And I loved, uh, I love when you were talking about um, like the old, like, uh, who else? I'm to Frankie Avalon, all that. I love all the old stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then you go into Whitney Houston, because yeah. I'm a whaler. I have that. I'm very. I'm mm-hmm. lucky to have that kind of voice. I like to wail, but yeah. I can sing soft too. Celine Dion. Um, but I'm well-rounded, I think, because even as a wedding singer, you have to be well-rounded. Yeah. Um, but not everyone has the range I have either, so I'm thankful for that. But um, that's mostly it. I grew up on the older music where there, all that heart was there and that mm-hmm. soul. And, you know, you give me some soulful song. Like my husband says all the time, you should have been born in the 60s mm-hmm. to be singing all the 70s music. I love disco. Yeah. Boy, you got me in disco shoes and some platforms and a mini skirt. And I'm a <laughs> That's awesome. great. Yeah, yeah. So, so is that something that you have? Like, you have kids, right? So, yes. Is that something that you know you want to pass down to them, or what kind of music do do you have around them? Or do you you're, you're bumping all these old classics? Uh, or we do a little bit of everything in my house. My yeah. daughter. My yeah. daughter already does this thing, and she's three and a half. She shakes a little <laughs> money maker like there's no other. <laughs> and my oldest, he's he sings, but we try to get him to play guitar, but he don't have the attention span yet. But neither do I at 41, so I yeah. think he's screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then my other twin, the three and a half year old, um, he's very quiet, so he's the one I worry about when he gets older. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's but two out, of, two out of the three are like they're into it but i don't push them because my mom never pushed me but yeah. we didn't have the money to have lessons and and stuff like that i we grew up in a yes in a middle class family but we didn't have like my parents worked my mother stayed home and took care of us 
But at the same time, my father didn't make, stepfather did not make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So we, we had to do what we had to do. I worked, I started working at 12 years old. So my kids aren't, aren't spoiled with like materialistic things, but they're spoiled with like other things. We try Mm -hmm. and just teach them that, you know, mommy and daddy want you to do the music and they, they come to my show. My son came to the show the other night and I was in tears watching how happy he was. And he was dancing with this little girl who was like the up and coming star. When you guys start looking at the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, her name is Raylin. The little girl is freaking adorable. She was in my <laughs> And that if you awesome. want some Boston market chicken, she's that little girl sitting at the table. So, oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, it's just, I just want the, like my kids to be proud of me and like say, hey, mommy does this. And it was funny because my son was telling the kids at school, my mom's been on the radio and they didn't believe him. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, wow. buddy, not many mommies do that kind of stuff. So yeah. they might, but don't take it to heart. Yeah, but mom, you're you're hot. <laughs> but I don't want to say the word he used, but it's that M-I-L-F one that they love. They called me that. They called me that. Oh, and I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant. That's great. And my husband's like, you don't know what that means? Because that's why you called all your son's teachers. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So so, so bringing it, reeling it back in, your son uh, – pique some interest in in guitar and you said your daughter looks like she might have you know this little spark in her what what advice would when they're ready obviously it's age appropriate right what advice would you give them or are you planning to give them that you wish was given to you at this age um i wish that i would have had more pushed a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, I wish like my mom showed interest, but like I said, our household, we had issues, you know? Yeah. Um, but I wish there was just a little more interest in it, yeah. not where it was overbearing interest, but if your kid or you know, your child loves the instruments and they have a good ear, yeah. let them do lessons, let them do the guitar or let them try anything drums, even though you're going to need some earphones for that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like, let them try it. You know, don't push them to do it, but let them try it. Because if they don't try it, they're not going to know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it cracks me up when these kids say, oh, I don't want to play soccer. Well, why? I don't know. We need to try it. Yeah. I want yeah. you to say, at least you try it once. If mm-hmm. you don't like it, yeah. just like you don't want to eat chicken, have it once. And then you're, if you don't like it after that, you're, you're done. Yeah. But you got to try it, and you see what you go from there. But don't push, because sometimes I think when you push, it makes you go in the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. And okay. you go the other way, you know. But that's, that's more... When it came to singing with myself, I had to sing. I had no choice. I loved it. That was what I loved to do. Yeah. And that's like, when you wake up in the morning and you think about singing and you go to bed at night and it's the last thing you think about, you're meant to be a singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if you play an instrument and you're thinking about what kind of music can I do and you're thinking about it all day long or you keep a pad by your bed and you want to write lyrics down because I do that. Yeah. Um, you're meant to be a musician. You're meant to be a writer. But I think that's in everybody. It's just honing in on it and finding what really works for you. I didn't know that I could write until about a year ago. Oh, wow. I was like, I wow. can't do that. Yeah, I was like, I wrote Fate. And um, I was like, I didn't know I could do this. I was like, I write. And with singing my song, I'm like, I can't write. And then all of a sudden, you're writing. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. Putting, yeah. putting words together to music. That's writing. And yeah, yeah it's, my thing is don't say can't. Don't say don't. It's just try it, and that's what I did. Yeah, you know. So, so how do how I okay? So you kind of so if we have a kid who we think, it, well, they're they're showing interest, and 
And this happens a lot where a kid is musically talented and the parents have no idea. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing, um, I, I don't know, it was one of these shows where you know everyone's trying out and trying to be the next big thing. Um, I forget which one it was. But this kid basically had his mom drop him off at this audition. She had no idea what the audition was, let alone knew this kid could like belt his little tush off and the kid was phenomenal i mean he didn't go up to win it but he was good enough to you know get the trip to yeah. whatever it is on it and the mom was just like in tears like mm-hmm. just crying she felt so bad but the kid also said you know it was him he was kind of like an introvert but it was kind of like what you were saying he felt alive when he was in front of people he felt yeah. it was it was yeah. him being brave. It was him when all the jocks are in his school, you know, being real tough on their football and that's their thing. He was kind of introverted. So everyone just thought, oh, he's to himself. Meanwhile, his being a jock was on the stage and just letting it rip and let yeah. his, his voice belt out and basically speak volumes. Yeah. And and I, I don't know. I don't know why I even said that, but it just blew my mind. It was like, man, that's why I want to be so attentive to see. I don't know. Maybe my kid. Any of my kids will never show interest, but just in case they do, I kind of want to, you know. You got to be that positive influence. Yeah. Not where it's negative, in my opinion. Just be positive and encourage them. Yeah. Because your kids are going to tell you to, and what I've gotten from my oldest, they're going to tell you what they want to do. And if you think they do like it and they are good at try and gently nudge them in that direction, in my opinion. Um, Like I said, my husband and I, we don't push our kids. Because when I was younger, you know, it's just like when it came to doing, my daughter's yelling in the background. You're saying, Mommy, let me in. You know what's bad? Not to get off target. I can't even go to the bathroom in my house. You know, my husband will go in there and he'll fall off the toilet playing a game. And he's in there for 40 minutes. But I can't even have to. You guys are lucky. That's all I have to say. Anyway. Um. That's awesome. hysterical. She was like, yeah, we don't push our kids. I'm like, no, but you lock them out. We just witnessed it. The last interview I had to do, I was locked in my car. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So at least you got the bedroom. Yeah, that's one. true. <laughs> we got lucky on this. Yeah. If there's My thing is if you got this kid who is so into music and you just bring on the shows, let him go to like, you know, the theater, get him involved in stuff, positive influence. Yeah. We got to make these kids feel like they're worth something, you yeah. know? Yeah. And a lot of times those kids who are introverted are the ones who are going through a lot at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, right. They need that outlet to just put out what's out there. And not saying the kids in sports don't either, because I always say you look at the kid who's so good at something, there, there's a reason why they have that fire. Yeah. And it just, it's there. And yeah. some kids have it and some kids don't. That's why I can't stand it nowadays when you go to all these sporting events for these kids. Everybody gets a trophy. It's a tie. Right? Yeah. Everything's a tie. Hey, yep. When I was growing up, I didn't get a trophy That's unless well. I was first, second, or third place. Nope. <laughs> hey, and like these kids think that everyone is supposed to be perfect and everyone's supposed to be good. No, that's what singleizes everybody and makes people special. Yeah, Not exactly. everybody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And maybe I'm wrong for saying that, but it's just I don't think everyone should get a trophy. Yes, everyone should be included, but I don't think everyone should get a trophy because not everyone is superb. Yeah. Yes. So so if your kid stinks at singing, are you gonna tell them? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> No trophy for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would just say, 
honey, you know, mommy needs to help you out a little bit with that. You yeah, know? Yeah. Or I'll be like, no, my ears are killing me. Or I'll play headphones. <laughs> but, How about you, know, you play the drums? I don't know. That was just really bad. I'm a bad mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, there's need, no BS in this house. Well, you need the yeah. tough love sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? And sometimes some of the kids, you know, they're hard hearing. Like, no, seriously, stop. Yeah, All right, yeah. let's 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 move on here. Let's pick another passion. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, how about going to cooking or house painting or yeah, something? Yeah, there you go, <laughs> exactly. So, so I kind of want to, I just thought of this. When you said there, there's this feeling that you got before you went on stage and, and I, know, I know we're kind of all over the place with this but it's alright I'm going with the flow here do you get nervous before performing or is that yeah. or would you no. not call it nervous no I, no, I get nervous okay. My, when you stop getting nervous you yeah. don't need to be performing anymore because that wow. means you're getting too overconfident and you don't appreciate what you have in front of you wow. and that's just me Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I heard I heard once, um, I'm I'm into the whole personal development industry and, and public speaking is part of that and it's kind of the same thing. Obviously you go on stage, it's it's d- different kind of performance, but you're speaking in front of a bunch of people and I like literally am scared slash nervous every single time. No matter how much I prepare, no matter how much I know my message. And I was telling this to a very um, successful public speaker, motivational, you know, uh, uh, speaker or whatever. And he was saying, if you don't feel that, you don't know if you're even alive. If you're going up there, it's kind of like what you're saying. He's like, that's life. That's how you know you're alive. It's that pulse, that energy, that excitement. He's like, you want that. You don't want to go kind of like, Kim, what you're saying. Going there so confident, and you know what? The the time he's like the time you go up there very confident is going to be the time you're going to have a heckler in the crowd. It's yep. going to blow your horns off, and it's going to humble the living hell out of you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, I was humbled many many moons ago. Yeah. When I was in my early twenties, you go around thinking you know, you know what don't stink, and you go yeah. to these places. Let me tell you, I was humbled a long time ago, and I said, you know what? There's a reason for that, and that's how I learned. There's tons of people way better than you, but yeah. I get nervous all the time. But you know what it is? When you get up on the stage, it's like the yin to the yang, yeah. and it just goes together. Yeah. And I just feel alive. Like, I couldn't wait to get on that stage the other night, especially we had over 500 people nice. that were in this room just to come wow. and hear and see the video and meet everybody. And then afterwards, we went down. I said, okay, whoever wants autographs, give me five, ten minutes, and I'll meet you on the red carpet, and we'll do things. And all these people were so overwhelming. They all came and they're thanking you and saying, Kim, thank you so much for just performing and get, sending this message out and yeah. and putting yourself out there. And it made me appreciate them, not me, them appreciate me, me appreciate them because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if no one's listening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm just starting to really get my Kim D fans. Yeah, you have your family, but not for nothing. Your haters love seeing you. Yeah, and they'll be sure. the first ones to buy a ticket and sit in the yep. front row. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to get a shirt that says I need new haters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, awesome. yep. yeah I mean, it's so just, true. I, I just love it. I love being on stage. I love it when the music starts playing. you got these bright lights and the, and the light guy goes, Kim, do you like that spotlight? I'm like, hell yeah, I like that spotlight. Put that on here, buddy. Make it brighter. I'm like, I'm not wearing this thousand dollar dress for a reason. <laughs> so, so you mentioned haters, right? And and yeah. th- just in general, be, beyond you know, beyond um, beyond the music industry, um, this is something that we talk about often on the show. Um, how how do you deal with or or you know? 
how would you like to deal with sometimes we kind of you know pop off depending on what kind of setting it is um with haters and and do you use that as an energy do you use that as fuel or or how do you approach that whole thing i am hey i'm human just like everybody else and i think words hurt a lot sometimes and they cut harder slice they cut more than a knife yeah and um you try and have thick skin and you can only have so much but the good thing is i'm not in this by myself I have my husband beside me, and Vinny's like, "Don't worry about it. They don't mean anybody. They don't mean anything." Yeah. And if you're if you're gonna get in this industry, there's people who aren't gonna like you. They're gonna criticize. And my thing is, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, Tell absolutely. me what you don't like about me, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, "Okay, okay. Is that all? You got anything else? Like, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I'm not in my early 20s and thinking, "Oh my God, the world evolves around what everybody thinks of me." Yeah. I'm 41 years old. You're either going to like me, love me, or hate me. Yeah. And I'm okay, and I'm okay with that because at the end of the night, I can sleep soundly. And when I leave a show and if you don't like me, I'm still going to go home. I'm going to lay my put my pajamas on and I'm going to lay down nicely at home in my pillow and put on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to put on Lifetime because it's a station that <laughs> 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 so, Lifetime resonates with her. Uh, <laughs> hey, Are you a, a Hallmark watcher? For the holiday season? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's on. It's, it's channel uh, 739 here in Jersey. Yeah. I, I can tell you, I was watching it before I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said that, it just popped in my mind. If I could have Christmas all year round, I would. Yeah. Uh, I would. That's great. Because that's, that's when people are usually the nicest or the, yeah, the meanest. It's the happiest shoes ever. Yeah. So that's why I shop online now because I can't stand going in the stores. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, actually online shopping, sometimes you, you know, there's no waiting in line. You don't have to, uh, uh, get in your car and get dressed. None of that stuff. Sometimes the deals right there and it's yep, a, yeah. the convenience is unreal. Um, Jimmy, it's called Amazon. Yes. Amazon, <laughs> Amazon is, ev- Amazon is life. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. Absolutely. Um, oh, you guys are so much fun. <laughs> so, so I want to I want to put this uh, not so much on a serious note, but you you mentioned a lot, um, which I love. You mentioned a lot, your husband. Um, yeah. What? First of all, how did you guys meet? I know this has you know kind of off the whatever. Oh, but you're ha- gonna like this one. All right, so how did you guys meet? And uh, <laughs> without getting too like you know mushy or anything, but what does he seriously mean to where you are now? Um, first we met at a comedy show and I sat in That's a joke. I met him at a comedy show and I sat in his chair and I asked him, um, if I could sit on his lap. Yeah. And he said, no, I got a seat right here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he looked like the Unabomber. He had this freaking hooded thing and he had, he had a beard down. He, not my type at all. That's great. Sorry, Goose. He, he kind of looked like you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're cute, though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we went, he kept calling me and calling me, and then he fought, he called me, and I pretend to remember who he was, and yeah, I yeah. didn't. Yeah. And uh, he, goes, he goes, you really don't know who I am. I'm like, yeah, I do. He goes, what's my name? I'm like, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Unibomber. And we just started talking and dating, and, you know, and it just worked. And yeah. then... Ever since then, we've been together, and we've been together uh, 12 years, married for 10, three nice. kids. Wow. But Vinny, um, he had gotten real sick in the beginning of our marriage, and we stayed together through those hard times. 
And then we had our son and my husband works very hard and he works long hours. He works for the railroad. So he uh, he works nice. So you have to get use that. It's a give and take kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. And I always said that I would break the cycle of abuse that I grew up around. And my husband is wonderful. He's everything I never thought I deserved. And he stands by me. And when I was sick three years ago, he helped take care of me. And my husband says all the time, I always tell him I love him, but he says, no, I love you more. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you don't. He goes, there always has to be someone in the relationship to love more. He goes, I love you more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, but he stands by me. Even when I'm wrong, he'll tell me, but he still stands by me. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. We were at each other with the show the past two months trying to get it together because I was so tunnel visioned because everybody wants to deal with you directly. So I handled everything on my own, which I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I wanted to make sure it was done my way. And I didn't want someone, that's why we didn't go to a label yet and say, hey, come pick up this song because I didn't want someone telling me I couldn't do it my way. And it meant so much to me with telling my story and saying where I come from because it is a a story of triumph. It is a story of overcoming something so traumatic and then coming on the other end because these kids nowadays, they think the worst of everything, like the world's going to end and it's not. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, come on, if I can get through abuse growing up as a child and having positive influences and coming out on the other end, and it doesn't work that way for everyone, but I can say, hey, I did it. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you look to somebody who's gone through it, maybe someone can help, you know, but you have to let go in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to let go of the past. You can't mm-hmm. base, and I had to let go of the past before I met my husband because if I didn't, I never would have married him, never would have been with him. And I had to realize you can't base a new relationship on old things that happened to you growing up. Yeah. You know, so that was me. And you got to think, too, he took on a lot. Um, When he married me, my parents were already gone. Um, He even took in my grandma. She came to live with us for two and a half years. And yeah, that showed a lot of a guy right there. She was 90, almost 93 when she passed away. And um, so he stands by me with the singing. He loves my singing, even though he says he hears wah, wah, wah when I'm performing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He said that in front of 500 people the other night. He goes, yeah, you watch Snoopy? He's like, yeah, you see Snoopy? All I hear is wah, wah, wah. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> That's uh, great. You guys would like him. Yeah. He's a piece of work. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, That's I like awesome. Vinny already. Yep. Um, so, so going off, you know, with you and your husband, you know, so I want to ask you, how do you balance the work, you know, with personal life? And, and you're a mom. You're a mom of young, young children. Um, you're, you're married. You have that going on. How, how do you balance all this? I have the most amazing mother-in-law in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I have, we have some awesome aunts. Nice. And that's because girls, little tip. Marry a husband who has a lot of family. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure they like you. Because if yeah. they don't like you, you ain't getting nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Perhaps that is yeah, true. My, yeah. yeah, my mother-in-law, she's a wonderful lady. And um, she had, she looked, the twins adore her, the kid, my all of them adore her. She helps out a lot. Um, mm. I also do work. I have a, I'm a realtor, so mm. I do that in between. Yeah. So I don't have a full-time job Monday through Friday, but I can make my own schedule to be home with the kids. Then when it comes to performing, my mother-in-law will come. Uh, and we have like some of the aunts who will watch and babysitters to help. But for the most part, my husband and I work together on things. And I like him to come to my shows because there's no reason why I need to be at a club 
without having my husband there. Yeah. And he is going to be the only person there besides a manager or my security who's going to have my best interest. Yeah. Um, so I know that. Yeah, and, um, sure. You, you got to be on the same page. When I first said I was going to start doing this, and I said, hey, mom uh, and my husband, we're talking with everyone in the family. The only way I can do this is if is everyone's on board to help. Yeah. Because it takes a village Absolutely. to make this happen, you know? Like, yep. you got to have that support. And I'm very fortunate, and I know that, to have the support. And my kids get it, and I get it, and, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, so... <laughs> It's it's funny because what do you like? Okay, so you do so many different things, right? Aside from you know, like this is this is a fascinating to me because it proves a point what I preach all the time, right? And I'm constantly saying like we grew up, uh, me and my brothers, we grew up. My dad had multiple jobs, my mom had multiple jobs, and entrepreneurial uh, things that they did. Yeah. They brought us along. We're selling stuff at the flea market with my dad. We go home. My dad. Oh my god! I used stuff. to do that too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we love oh, yeah. and we love it and it mm -hmm. gave us that entrepreneurial spirit and uh so we all we knew was hard work so yeah, working hard yes exactly yeah. that's all we knew was the hustle and so to us it just naturally comes out so we're constantly doing multiple things and people always tell me well how do you your same thing like uh how do you balance everything you have this going on your professional career you're married you have a kid you're doing you know the blog you're doing the the cd you have a um a podcast how are you doing everything and i always say yeah and i always say it's how bad do you want it if you want it bad enough you'll create time you'll carve yeah. out time you'll uh, develop a plan but, to make yeah. it happen but you know what though do you, did your wife ever tell you you know jimmy you forget about me sometimes like you don't put me first and yeah. they, I don't know if your your wife said that my husband feels sometimes that I don't put him first. And I said, "What do you mean? I did your laundry. I made you dinner. I, I cleaned the house. What do you mean I didn't put you first? Like, so sometimes I see that you know, you take for granted. Yeah, something has to give sometimes. Yeah, like sure. I I I have to have a lot going on. With that, yeah. I have to be busy. Yeah. I don't know how to sit down, but that's all I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, just like you said, you grew up doing so many things. You guys were doing so much, but that's all you know. If you didn't do that, you'd be bored. Yeah, exactly. It's part of your personality, you know, yeah. like, who you are. It yeah. molded you. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it's like, um, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm doing something. It's like that satisfaction at the end of the day. I never forget my dad. We come home. Uh, we're up since like two, three o'clock in the morning, getting that truck ready to go and sell. Yeah. And we, when we come home and it was just like that satisfying, like we're not doing nothing. We're just going to unload the truck and we're going to relax. Like we deserve it. Let's order whatever food we want to get or go out to dinner, whatever yeah. your mom wants. We're going to take her out to dinner. And I always had that in my mind. And it was like, I mean, going back, that's funny that you just said that. Cause now I think about it. My dad, as soon as we got done doing all that extra stuff, his first thing was, what does your mom want to do? Um, yeah. so, so that balance, um, that, that's still, that's a daily struggle though, regardless it's, of, of, of how, how well of a planner, cause I'm a, I'm a heck of a planner, but even still you feel it though, right? Like you kind of feel when you're, you're, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I, I, I crashed yesterday I crashed and, uh, yeah. my husband and I both said, I felt like I had a weight lifted and I was like, wow, that was a lot the past few weeks because we, my stress level was so high yeah. and, um, it, it's just, sometimes you get to that point it's like okay the kids are killed they're driving you crazy and oh, come on i just want to take a shower i just want to go sleep i just yeah. want and, and you can't because everybody needs you for so many different things mm -hmm. you know yeah. you have your work you have your clients but what you guys are doing you're giving people a platform 
like myself. So what you're doing, it's 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 really awesome. Yeah, you know, you're you're helping. You're doing something positive. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, so, it's it's funny too that you said that because I feel like that your husband knows that, right? He knows that this is you. This is what you. Yeah. This is where you need to be, and he's supporting that. My my wife does the same thing where she she's like, I know you're away at this moment. But I know this is you. You have to do this. If you're not going to do this, yeah. I'm not going to get the full you. And the world yeah. is not going to get the full you that the world deserves. And you're not going to live a satisfied, fulfilled life that you yep. should live. Um, wow, you nailed that. You nailed yeah. it right on the head. That's that's exactly what him and I say a lot. And he, yeah, I just sometimes I feel bad because there always has to be at least one thing that takes a backseat sometimes. And yeah. you take for granted the one person you know who's always going to be there yeah and you don't do it intentionally but it just happens yeah. right. and then even even sometimes when you're home i don't know about you guys but sometimes when i'm home i'm not totally home, home. i'm yeah, thinking yeah, of 50 yeah. million different things right but you know you just got to balance it it's got to try yeah. and get the balance and you got to make sure you make time for each other like i told like he doesn't know this yet but I got a little rendezvous schedule for sunday so i'm gonna oh, take him nice. out nice there you go nice. yeah you know that's classic. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you run this? No, no, no. It's just like, like earlier, like same thing with me. Mondays are my days off, and I just go and I still do like home calls. I do clients at home. Then yeah. I just today I called Lauren. We met up for lunch. Yeah. Then I was done. We we finished eating, and I had to go and do another house call to come here. So it's yeah. just like yeah. you got if you don't schedule those times, you won't you yeah. can miss out on certain things. Yeah, Kim, uh, my brother Goose is a, he's a barber, so he has his own business, he cuts hair for a living, but uh, he has, how, so his days off are Monday, so yeah. he has, this is his day to catch up, pay bills, do whatever he has to do, and he's still working, so that's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, I never stop. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Drastic. awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, all right, so with that, I think, I think we're, we're pretty much, uh, we're good, right? All right, so Kim, now this is, this is your time to, uh as if you already didn't shine, um, whatever you want to plug, plug, whatever you want to say, say, uh, this is what I'm going to tell you. How can people get in contact with you? Where do they go to see more Kim D, uh, Facebook, whatever your handles yeah, are, whatever. I'm on Facebook, K Y M space D Kim D. I'm also on, um, oh gosh, I can't even think right now. I'm also on Instagram, Kim D music. Uh, and also Twitter, but I love Facebook. Facebook's really easier for me. I'm on it a lot. Yeah. Um, but that's the main thing. You can also YouTube. You can Google me. There's going to be some more things happening in the next few months. Um, I have a new song coming out that is getting released January 4th called Fate, along with another music video. Nice. Uh, I did it with these guys in Miami, and it's a really good song. We got some really cool uh, DJs on board who were pretty big to do some nice mixes to it, and that's going to be coming out. Um, so there's going to be a few things in the works. So just check me out and check the stories and see what's going on. And I'm just glad you guys gave me this opportunity. I'm so glad you reached out because this was fun. Nice. Awesome. Hell yeah, definitely. All right, perfect. So... Uh, we're going to wrap this up with a couple quotes. The first one is from Simon Cowell. Uh, if your lifeguard duties were as good as your singing, a lot of people would be drowning. <laughs> and that's a classic, uh, what you got to say, Cowell. <laughs> Simon Cowell uh, kind of uh, quote there. Uh, but we'll wrap it up with Ray Charles. With singing, the name of the game is to make yourself believable. When somebody hears you sing a song and they say, oh, that must have happened to him, that's when you know you're transmitting. 
It's like being a good actor. You make people feel things, emotions, and whatnot. So that's Ray Charles. All right. I love that. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. All right. So great. So uh, Kim D, thank you very much for joining us. We had an absolute blast. It was fun. Uh, (laughs) Can't wait to get all the new material that you have releasing here January 4th. It's exciting. Everyone go follow her on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Look her up. Support her. Um, You heard her story here. It's a genuine beautiful story and one of triumph that everyone at some level can relate to and uh that's what i love about this none of us necessarily have backgrounds in music and yet we all connected to kim d today in a beautiful way i'm just like hey i put my pants on the same way you do so don't you worry about it mine just may be a little bit tighter that's all Awesome. All right. So sing your way to success. In this episode, we had special guest singer Kim D. We discussed her singing career, the road to success in music, tips for kids interested in the music industry, our musical influences and advice for up and coming artists. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Simon Cowell and Ray Charles. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.